Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <sighs> Man, we're all literally right on time. This, this, this one. This is good. It's impressive. I feel like. No, oh, I got nothing else going on. I've been fucking sick all weekend. Threw up all night. Still pissing out your ass? No, it turned to puke. Ew, dude. You got that flu that's been slapping around everywhere. Yeah, man. You gotta get over that, man. Didn't work today. Yeah. Russman showing up in a sick time to, to get get an episode out to the youngsters. That's how important this podcast is to us. I also like this record, so I feel like I, it was. I do too. Worth it. We may I'm, be edge lords, but we got our priorities straight. How many trulies have you already had? I just got out of work, so none. That doesn't answer the question. How many no. trulies have you already had? None, zero. That's your first one. White Claws, though. Come on. <laughs> Come on, dude. White Claw Donnie's. You haven't had any belly issues? I got so sick on Monday night slash Tuesday, like all day Tuesday last week, that I uh, like I thought I was going to have to go to the ER. It was like bad. Like on the bathroom floor, face to the ground, shaking. Like couldn't get, literally couldn't stand up. It's weird. Were you puking and shitting Puke, and oh, stuff? Yeah, puking, shitting. Someone's about to bust in here. It's classic Hosea. What is he blaring? It's blaring music. Is that, you know I'm sitting. Oh, you're podcasting. Yeah. What's he listening to? What are you playing? What are you listening? Pick like a tree and beat it. What? Redbone. He's listening to. It's a good song, actually. Mike, he's been listening to uh, to uh, Motley Crue, too. Seriously? Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Sorry. What album? Oh, right. What album? What? What album? Or what Motley Crue are you listening to? Home Sweet Home. Jesus. What is he, practicing for karaoke? <laughs> no, it's because he's watching Peacemaker. Tell him to watch Pam and Tommy oh, instead. Yeah. Peacemaker has one of the best soundtracks ever. It's so good. 
I can't believe that they uh, they used not just one but two London Choir Boys songs. <laughs> one of the great overlooked hair metal bands of the eighties. Actually, Rush, you would probably like them because they're very much they very much just you know do what the faces do. Yeah, and they sound really good doing it. I'd yeah. check them out. Yeah, I like really everything good. about Peacemaker, especially the music. All, All right, right, should well, we do our Neil Young podcast now? Yeah, yeah let's I guess do the we Neil should. Young podcast. This is our Neil Young podcast where we mostly talk out of our ass while going through the works of Mr. Young. It's Mike Shue and the Condon Boys, Trans and Harvest and Illinois. We're gonna sit and listen to each one. It's long, may you young. Thank you for listening to Long May You Young, one of uh, the two Neil Young podcasts that we know about. We're part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. And uh, my name is Mike Shu, and along with uh, Luke and Russ Condon, the Condon brothers from Town Meeting, we uh, started off by covering Neil's albums uh, in order by episode, and we are up to Peace Trail now. It's 2016, uh, what I like to call one of his magazine albums, where he touches on, um, I, th- I would only assume at this time it would be the Keystone Pipeline protests. Yeah, it must be, right? Or one of the pipeline protests that goes over mm-hmm. uh, Native American land. Uh, he also talks about uh, poisoned water supplies and uh, various other subjects of the time leading up to the 2016 election. And we will uh, we will talk about that very soon after we talk about the Sopranos for two and a half hours. <laughs> and uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. And what else. Severance and Atlanta. I, yeah, I don't yeah, want to get right. into all the maker. <laughs> all the stuff that I edited out of uh, when we first sign on and no, just talk about TV. whatever we want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, including, and I don't know if this made the intro, uh, a bunch of Nicolas Cage podcasts, one called Gone in Nixty Seconds, yeah, which I will be checking title. out tomorrow. Brilliant. Yeah, we were going to, we we almost decided that we were just going to do a, a podcast on Nicolas Cage, but apparently there's a dozen of those or yeah, so. There's a bunch. There's a few. So um, we, we, we're going to switch to a podcast. Uh, who, who should we, um, what actor should we do a podcast on? Oh, actor? Yeah, I mean, if we, if we can't do Nick Cage. Well, if you want longevity, you pr- you probably have to go like Tom Hanks or something like that. No, oh, that's got to be a million, million of those. I think we should do John Malkovich. <laughs> um, I tend to agree. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want you guys to have a... Where, where the fuck do you get off doing a podcast about me? Guys, please don't have a Malkovich off right now. I don't, Give I just, that man his money. That's the only line I was going to do. That's <laughs> the only line I know. Uh, by the way, Russ can do two impressions. Sorry, three impressions. I can do actually many impressions. Russ can do Malkovich. He can do, uh, what's his name from Inglorious Bastards? What? Oh, what? Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz, and he can do the jacket from Back to the Future too. I steal, I steal most of those impressions from other people though. Like the, those two are are, uh, are Josh Rubin. 
Yeah. Well, the jacket voice makes somewhat of an appearance in Peace Train, Peace Trail. Yeah, I'm going to say Peace Train through this whole thing. (laughs) I think think... you bastards mentioned friggin' Cat Stevens in the last episode. I think every time you you say, I think every time you say that, Luke should do in post a little bit of doom, 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 start playing. I'm not going to do that. But also, why do you need Cat Stevens to mention trains on this podcast? Actually, I'm going to make I'm going to make Luke do some post work right now. Dan Moshpit. Damn it! (laughs) Damn it! (laughs) Yeah, rocket. So you have been listening. Oh please. Um, I uh, initial thoughts on this album, guys. I like it. I like it a lot. I, I actually I like it more than I thought because I did listen to it when it first came out and I was like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. I just didn't have patience at the time. I think I, f- I, think I was similar. I think when it first came out, I was, I was just kind of like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I just kind of all, all right, Neil. Neil. I think I was like, in. all right, Neil. But now I'm like, all right, Neil. Yeah, like I didn't, I didn't <laughs> even, I don't even think I finished listening to it. When I first so heard you didn't it. so you never heard the jacket family reunion at the end. No, I didn't. I didn't hear the robot orgy at the end. <laughs> That's also, I know Shu jokingly brought up Sopranos, and I think we teased this in one of the last episodes. Actually, I don't know when the order of things are, but this uh, album has kind of a Sopranos ending to it as well, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, it, it really does. does. Yeah, it. Yeah, I it, had to check that. It gets me every fucking time. Yeah. I've listened to it, I think, five times. It got me every single time. Yeah, I yeah. don't know why. It, so, and if you don't know what we're talking about, the album ends with Neil going, "I got some onion rings, you know, for the table," and then Journey starts playing. <laughs> and then Journey starts playing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, is he allowed to do that? Yeah, just it play actually, Journey on his album. It actually just ends with uh, "Don't Stop Believing." He just—it's not even Neil yeah, covering just, it. No, it's just him what playing if, it on, a, on an old like AV room tape recorder. <laughs> what if Neil's next album cover is him in a members-only jacket? <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> With the little vampire teeth, <laughs> I mean, laughing. It's yeah. getting it's getting more and more. I mean, I like vampire references now. I mean, the jacket voice at the end of this album with a Sopranos twist. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. E- I've never listened to The Visitor, so I'm. What I know, we're doing Hitchhiker next, but I don't like. If The Visitor is just he samples this podcast, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. It could be. Could be, you know. Um, so we all seem to like it now. I'm going to read a few Facebook reviews because I posted it today. Um, kind of mixed, but most people very uh, seem to like it. Um, uh, John Locke just wrote Glide on the Peace Train. <laughs> um, Shut up. Oh, yeah. Aren't you supposed to do the Patreon thing? <clears throat> yeah, uh, we have John. a Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash Long May You Young. Uh, it's tons of fun over there. Lots of bonus episodes, etc. And um, our top tier level patrons get mentioned on every episode. That would be John Locke, Mark Ray, and of course Craig Bitch. We are we are going to do an episode with just those three guys. And if you want to be part of that episode, you can join the top tier before the end of April because I'm trying to get that done before the end of April. And uh, it's kind of up to them what they want to talk about. And we'll uh, we're, we'll get that scheduled. Sorry, guys. It's been uh, everyone's been sick. It's been kind of yeah. Crazy. It's been crazy. It's been um, pretty rough. But uh, yeah, John Locke's one of those guys. And John, thanks for always coming to town meeting shows. I really appreciate it, man. Um, and quick plug, get- quick plug for town meeting. 
we're all over the place in June. We're in DC, we're in Philly, we're in New York, we're up in Maine, Vermont. Uh, go to uh, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash town meeting. And I think there's links to all our shows. We have a new album out. I'm getting that out now because I always wait till the end. And now you have to hear it because I'm doing it at the beginning. I heard some of it yesterday. So yeah. that link that link you sent me, yeah. are those all new that's, songs? That's the whole new album, yeah. Oh, okay, I listened to three or four songs, man. It sounds pretty awesome. Thanks, Mike. Big old road. You like that's that one? Tune. Yeah, yeah, I like that one a lot. Yeah, it's Thanks, fun. man. Oh, wait, Timmy didn't write that? No, uh, that, that was, that was <laughs> yours truly. That was a Russ Man that's original. That's a great tune, Russ. That's a good Thanks, song, bud. man. I love that one. Yeah, that was, um, But it sounds really good. You guys are really kind of a getting into that cinematic sound I yeah like that. thanks man i think we're having we're yeah, having fun big. too like we we did this yeah. one ourselves so we kind of got to take time with it do some fun overdubs we have a like a 12 minute song at the end which is a tons of fun so wow um, yeah i like the little is that the title of the album the bear the yeah beast of yeah. bone and yeah I always I can't remember the exact order of it. It doesn't matter. That it's song different. is um that song is is childlike and a little disturbing. <laughs> That's supposed to be. It's yeah. supposed to be. I was like, you know what? Sweet. It's... This is really sweet. Oh no. Oh no. So oh. it's it's a joke. It's supposed to be it's it's Andy Kaufman esque because it's those are our dumb nicknames we have for each other when we because we have to spend so much time together in vans. So uh you know, Russ is the beast. I'm the bear. You know, Tim is the mouse. But uh, so we just came up with this dumb little song, but it sounds just serious enough that some people might think it's a real song. I don't know. I'm like, there's some kind of abuse going on here. Yeah, there is. Absolutely. Oh, good. We abuse Tim in the van. <laughs> oh, that sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. Tim gets um, smacked around. <laughs> we give him the old WS. <laughs> All right. Back to Peace Trail. James Clark says, FNM, I'm fond of this weird record. I never seek it out much, but I'm surprised when it shows up in playlists. Weirdly positive energy to this album. I think Neil might be happy, giddy. Um, I don't know if he's happy. I don't know if those are the... He's yeah. definitely... Um, he's focused. And uh, I don't know if happy is the right word here. It seems like he's pretty pissed about some things. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't say he's unhappy, though. I feel like there's some. there's definitely some joy in this record. Giddy, maybe more giddy at some giddy points. really he's i mean he's he's having fun he's he i don't know it's uh maybe excited i don't know definitely excited i don't know if happy just because of the 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 subject matter yeah that's why man. i think it's like this is i wouldn't know if i wouldn't say that's happy you know um, although one song it sounds like he's just totally jacking off <laughs> but um <laughs> uh, we'll get to that when we'll, we'll get to that yeah we'll uh, get to that soon Lars Olason says title track is one of his best post 2000. The album is interesting, but not great. At least that's what I remember from when he was on Spotify. He had actually just returned to Spotify after about 16 months absence when this was released. So that's kind of interesting. And now he's off again. So, mm. um, uh, I think that's actually when I listened to it as well. I think me too. Although I've only vague when I re-listened to this, I vaguely remembered some of the songs. Um, Joel, our good buddy, Joel from don't the don't be denied podcast uh, says this album could have been a great uh, acoustic record like harvest moon and silver and gold. If he didn't rush the production like that, 
The songs sound like early demos. I wish he worked harder on this one, but again, only Neil will get Keltner and make him play one take songs without rehearsing. Who wrote that post? David That's- Geffen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but then he does say, Peace Trail is one of my favorite songs from the last decade. Beautiful melody and lyrics. My pledge is great. Although some lyrics are a bit cringy, Texas Ranger is fucking funny. <laughs> so that's real. <laughs> um, I think I disagree. And a lot of people are kind of saying that. And I read reviews saying the same thing. I don't think it sounds rushed. I think it sounds exactly like Neil wants it to sound, which might be rushed. But I like everything he does with it. I like I fu- a Keltner kicks ass on this record yeah that's what i i I find so curious is the drums or it's my my favorite part the drums slash percussion that's why it's keltner's just so good dude he's he's that's why he's one of the best like he he just does such interesting rhythms and like uh he man he's just so unique and it's so it works so well in my opinion um it, it it that's what draws me into these songs really is is those um is the, like you said shoot the percussion and the drumming i think it's yeah um it's, all right, it's not um it's it's uh it's kind of disjointed yeah like purposefully it's like, it's, it's like yeah. purposefully disjointed it's like yeah. just just the right amount uh just the right amount of disjointed where it works does that make right. sense it's exactly like, yeah. And I think he proves that with like weird auto tune at points where it's like, yeah, I did all this on purpose. I think it just all works really well together. I don't know. Um, know, The more I listen to it, the more I like it a lot. To me, it, you know, it it reminds me of sleeps with angels Mm. because it's got this kind of scattered scrappy quality to it. Yeah. And it's also got this dark, fragile, very fragile quality and sleeps of angels to me was had a very fragile sound like huh. it sounded very vulnerable very fragile and this has that same quality to me like it's just it's just barely that's interesting threaded together but still works i'm not saying it, it's scrappy and that's neil you know that's yeah it, it took only four days to they only recorded this for four days mm. so you know, so it may have been rushed, but he may have wanted to get the, and the bass player, Paul Bushnell, um, said that they basically sat facing each other at uh, Shangri-La Studios, which is Rick Rubin's studio. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. They, they said, um, he said that Neil would say, well, well, I think it might go something like this. And then he'll start playing. And then he and Jim would look at each other and then they would start playing. And he said, usually that was the take. That's you know, that, I mean, that that's was crazy. That was I love that. Yeah. I fucking yeah, love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, and that's like, that's neat. I mean, how many albums has Neil done that? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not like he's, you know, there's very few of these well-polished, well-rehearsed, you know, albums. And it's always kind of like, you know, he doesn't want it to be that good. He doesn't want it to be too rehearsed. Yeah. He wants it to come off with a little character and he definitely does it with this one. And, and you guys mentioned the vocal effects. <laughs> I love that. Same. Very yeah, much it, love that. Especially in the, in the high res on the archives, all yeah. that stuff with the, with the unorthodox percussion, you know, all that, all there's a lot going on in there. Still, there's a lot of space in the music too. So I think, really sin- I think since, stuff. I think since the eighties, Neil's been trying to get the right blend 
like the right balance of auto tune, and I feel like he finally in this record right ju- did yeah. just right. Every choice musically he makes in this record, I love. I don't know why. I something about the like kind of almost zero effect acoustic with like over affected guitar, like electric mm-hmm. lead shit. I love it's it just works. I love I how know. his harmonica is turned up way too fucking loud. Okay. And it comes barreling into the song. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so the last Facebook. And it's like Mike. sporadic. It, it, it's, right. And it's it so good. Because, it yeah. does because he, just like the percussion, it's like, what? So and, yeah. but yet it, it works. And, and he, you know, we've known for decades, pun intended, I guess, that Oh, that Neil is an incredible harmonica player, yeah. but yet oh, he'll yeah. do shit like this where it's like, what? What is he doing? Yeah. So well, I know, I, and it works. It like yeah. you said, it shakes you up. The last Facebook comment, at least as at the time of our recording, is Neil Getty, Gettys, who I think has commented a few times, but he has an interesting take. He says, "Really dislike the horrific harmonica sound. <laughs> Way too loud slash distorted." Songs are good ends on a high note with the robot song. But I totally disagree with that harmonica comment. You're welcome. I think it <laughs> Jesus. I think it accentuates his rage and his feeling on some of the issues he's singing about. Yeah, I think I think it works really well. I, I like I it. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Sorry, Neil. <laughs> well, but not but but not sorry to the actual Neil. Sorry, right. Neil Geddes. Sorry, sorry, Neil, sorry, Neil sorry. Geddes that you're not the actual Neil. Sorry, Neil maybe Geddes. he is. Neil Getty Lee. Sorry. Hey, Daryl, they fell for it. I hated my own harmonica. Um, speaking of Patreon, just real Neil Getty Lee is too much. I don't even want. Oh, no, don't why you to say that? Neil want... Getty Lee. I don't even want to try to get into an impression of that because I just. <laughs> hey, da- hey, Tom Soy. <laughs> I don't want to do it either. <laughs> hey, Daryl, I get up. Seven, yeah? I go to work at nine. Uh, Living in the peace trail. <laughs> hey, Daryl, look at that bird. It's going to fly by night. All right. Oh, right. Jesus. I'm sorry. I apologize for that one. <laughs> Just real quick, because I don't remember. I don't think we've had any new patrons in a while, but I try to thank every new patron. Raj Hildreth uh, and John Davey. I think I already thanked you guys, but they joined. Oh, that's okay. At, Thanks again. Yeah, they R- joined. At Raj the end of has February. been a. A listener for a long time, though. He's been yeah. a youngster. But he they was joined... on our, uh, our Zoom episode. Yes. They joined at the end of February. I just want to make sure I didn't forget. I know oh, everything you. is kind of crazy. But that's kind of the end of the Facebook comments. Um, so, All right. Well, let me just give a little background on, on the album. Um, you know, John Hanlon helped Neil produce this one. Yep. Um, even though they recorded it at Rick Rubin's studio, Rick didn't really have anything to do with that. On a side note, still waiting for the Rick Rubin produced stuff to be released. Yeah. That he talked about in that Rick Rubin uh, yeah. podcast, uh, Broken Record, which sounds really interesting. He kind of uh, went from, um, from uh, geez, why am I forgetting his longtime producer? Oh, my God. Nico uh, Bolas? No, uh, the, his, the main one who, who passed away. I can't believe I'm fucking. Oh, David Briggs? Briggs. Briggs. Yeah. He, he he found Hanlon and then stuck with Hanlon for. Well, like, Briggs was like Hanlon's. I mean, uh, Hanlon was Briggs' like assistant. Oh, I didn't. And know so that. Hanlon learned everything from Briggs. Okay. And so I think that's probably why I just wanted to keep it consistent. That makes sense. You know, he, 
he had a good feel for that. But uh, as I mentioned earlier, they recorded this leading up to the 2016 election that only took four days to make. Um, he had also, Neil had spent, oh, he spent time at the Standing Rock protest, which yeah. was the Dakota Access oil pipeline, which was going to be built on Sioux land. Yeah, I almost went. And so that obviously had a big, you know, effect. He wanted to get, he wanted to get these songs down or these ideas down as quickly as possible before they faded while he was still feeling it in true Neil fashion. Um, You know, he touches on the Flint water contamination stuff and, and, uh, and fake news. You know, this is 2016. So Trump has been campaigning, you know, the fake news thing has been coming up. You know, there's the obvious technological thing in there, tech versus humanity. Um, and you mentioned Keltner on drums. Now, the guy playing bass, Paul Bushnell, is very interesting. Uh, this guy's a veteran session bass player. So, you he's know, gr- Neil, he's great. He does a yeah, great job. Neil wanted to definitely like not spend a lot of time explaining what he wanted. Yeah. So he got like the best he could possibly get for this as far as session guys go. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this, this guy, Paul Bushnell, he worked with everybody from, uh, uh, like uh, James Blunt, he's worked with The Weeknd and Chris Cornell, Avril Lavigne, Phil Collins, uh, Michael Bublé, LL Cool J, um, Miley Cyrus, Lionel Richie. And uh, I'm, I'm going to mention this, and I expect at least a verse of, of With Arms Wide Open. He has worked with Scott Stapp. Luke? You're not getting with arms wide open. You're Come getting on. my sacrifice. That's All right, give me give me just a little bit of little Scott Stapp, Mike. Stapp. When you are with me, yeah. yeah, I'm free. Take your shirt off. Okay. Actually, you said this name, and I got to do one of these real quick. You're a beautiful extra. I don't know if this is true, but I heard that... Uh, they had protests in uh, New Zealand or Australia, similar to the the Canadian trucker thing a couple months ago. And in o- the way the police dispersed the crowd was to play uh, Barry Manilow and James Blunt songs. <laughs> oh Jesus, that's horrible! I, swear oh, to God, that's I love Barry Manilow. My mom I actually kind of like Manilow James Blunt. Too. I'm not gonna lie. What about like Mandy? Mandy's such a great song. Is it though, Mike? Is Chips? It? Actually, he didn't write ships, but still. You love you know Barry Manilow did write? What? You and my mom should do a, a Barry Manilow one-off. Please I would love don't. to. Please I interviewed don't. Barry Manilow. Really, really awesome guy. We um, should definitely do that, Luke, because no, mom would love to talk I about the band. You know what Barry Manilow wrote? I just every... called him the mans, too. Yeah, he wrote the Band-Aid song. We know. Yeah, that's so awesome. I think that's great. My mom raised us by telling us how awesome that is. Mike. I think that's, um, that's phenomenal. Mike, we're coming on. That's like one of the biggest hits ever. We're almost, we're almost on year three of this podcast, and that's the weirdest thing you've ever said. Is 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 just how much you love Barry Manilow. I think I, he's awesome. He's great. I, I, I actually kind of like Manilow too. I like I like, his, I like, I like the man's too. To be someone else. He's not trying to be relevant. Barry Manilow you know? stinks. You guys. He's just trying to be Barry call, Manilow. Hey, call him the man's. All right. <laughs> most, uh, the most the most interesting thing about Paul Bushnell, though, and you guys have, I hope you guys have seen him. He was the bass player in The Commitments. No. Oh, yeah. Did you see that movie? No. no. Oh, my God. You guys got to see The Commitments. I've never even heard of it. Oh, it's, it's, this, it's an Irish movie about these, like, you know, these working-class Irish kids in Dublin who start a soul band. That sounds and, uh, awesome. That's great. I've you know, never Glenn, heard, never... Uh, 
what's his name? Glenn Hansard. Glenn Hansard. Glenn Hansard. Yeah. From once. He's, he's the guitar player in the band. He's in the movie. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. What once, the by fuck? the way, I, my wife made me sit down and watch that movie. You didn't like I'm, it? No, I'm saying I'm so glad she did because okay. that was such a, just a beautiful film. I love, I love once. And yeah. I love Glenn Hansard. Yeah. His, what's the name of his band, Russ? I keep forgetting. Is it? Uh, swell season swell season really really good yeah and uh but then it became clear that he just wants to be van morrison which is it's fine but he's really good well as long as he just wants to be van morrison musically 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 I <laughs> and not clarify. personality or, or no, political no, no. wise no, yeah no, no, that no. would be fantastic but yeah he That's... was in the commitments which i thought was pretty awesome um and uh the guy has just played with everybody so that just tells me neil was like get me the best guy that's available because i just want to be able to sit down and play and have these guys follow along is this is this his first time with ruben neil i mean no rick ruben doesn't work on this record at all he they just use his they just yeah they just went to oh yeah yeah john hanlon does it yeah oh okay so ruben wasn't involved okay no he he tried to record according to that interview with rick ruben they tried to record i want to say it was the 90s and then Neil cut his thumb open doing something and couldn't play guitar, so they had to stop the sessions. But they have stuff recorded that Neil said he wanted to release with all the other stuff he's putting out. Okay. Also, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure uh, Shangri-La, which is Ruben, Rick Rubin's studios, mm-hmm. was built... Didn't he like purchase the place where... Dylan and the band did uh, like some of the basement tape stuff, and then he built the studio there. I thought they did the basement tape stuff in Pennsylvania. No, they did it in Woodstock, New York. New York, I mean. Yeah, and Big Pink, the Big Pink House. No, no, no. I know, I know the the big. Uh, I got, I got to look this up. All right. I I thought that the band had something to do with it. We should, our, Mike, our new game, I see you taking a little drink there, Mike. Our new game, our old game was Anytime Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young gets mentioned. Our new drinking game should be Anytime Russ mentions the band. Take yes. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's just inevitable. We're going to be shit-faced. Yeah. So, you know, nothing new. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, I, I, uh... Okay, look, I was right. Uh, in a way, I was right. Originally, originally a ranch property. They, they were listening to the band when they built the studio. <laughs> oh, hold on. Let me fucking right. say the thing. They were a band. Shangri-La is a recording studio in Malibu, uh, currently owned. Blah, blah, blah. Originally a ranch property with a bungalow owned by. Okay. It was leased by the band in the 1970s and converted to a recording studio by Rob Fraboni to the precise specifications of Bob Dylan and the band. Um, okay. Is that where they recorded Planet Waves? The band, the interview of the band at Martin Scorsese's last waltz were filmed at Shangri-La. The property, oh, okay. The, right. film, the property was purchased by Rick Rubin in 2011. So I knew that they had something to do with the band, had something to do with it. That's kind of cool. So yeah, Ru- Rubin bought that property and the band, like some of the last waltz was, was filmed there and shit like that. So. Okay. That's cool. You know, so those scenes where like Rick Danko is like working on something and totally ignoring Martin Scorsese. <laughs> yeah. Because I love that. I know. It's great. You know, Ro- there's Robbie Robertson who's got his head so far up Scorsese's ass. And then there's yeah. like Danko who's like, I just keep talking. It doesn't yeah. matter. He was also. And, and Richard addicted. and and Richard was so high, dude. Yeah, Richard was oh fucking so high. Heavily addicted great. to heroin at this point, I feel like. 
don't know. Did you, Russ? Did you write any letters to Garth? Yeah, I did. Did you really? Yeah, that's yeah. kind of cool. I wrote a letter to Garth. Yeah. What'd you write? I just said. Did you I ask just, him to come on the podcast? No, no. <laughs> In a letter. I just kept it simple. I just told him he was loved. That's cool, man. I, didn't I, know I met him uh, briefly when the band played in Richmond, Virginia, and I was standing backstage waiting to go on to announce them. And it was just, it was their guitar player at the time. I, I forget his name. He was really good, but Garth was in there too. I totally knew it was him. And I was just trying to oh, play Oh, he's it cool. unmistakable. <laughs> yeah, I know. You can't, you know, and I'm just trying to play it cool. And I, I was talking to the guitar player Fuck. guy and, and he goes, oh, uh, uh, here, this is Mike from the radio station. And he, he looks over at me with his eyes completely closed. And he goes, I'm Garth. <laughs> yes, nice to meet you, Garth. I only know one Garth, and that's the one in the band. Yes. Holy Jesus. What a genius, man. That guy is He's just so good. next level. He, he, uh, he fell pretty badly when, while they were playing. Really? Yeah, he was like playing that uh, little saxophone he has. And he yeah. kind of tried to swing around and start playing the keyboards, and he swung too far, and he um, his his feet went in the air. Jeez, wow. what yeah. what year was that? This was ninety. It's when the uh, Remedy album. He fucking Bobby so, Orton, huh? It was like ninety. I want to say ninety three, huh. maybe around then. What, what was he? What band was it? Was it the band? It was the, it was the band that was like their first album back. With did you see, did you talk to Levon? No, oh, I did. I, as they were leaving, I wanted to mention Coal Miner's daughter because um, he's great in that. Because he reminded my mother so much of her father that she huh. started crying. When really? She, I remember this in the movie theater. And I told him that. And he was like, Oh, well, you tell her thank you. God bless her heart. And then went back onto the bus. That's cool. Yeah, they were nice. You know, I just didn't get to hang with them or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Russ's, but, um, I can this see whole Russ's time, eyes. this whole time, shoot it, kept me, kept that fucking. Say, I'm looking at Russ's eyes right now from he's, me. What the fuck, he's, dude? He's, like, he's about to ask what Levon was wearing. Yeah, <laughs> what did he smell out. like? Le- Levon had his mirrored aviator sunglasses on the whole time. <laughs> did he? The whole time, yeah. I love Walked it. on stage with him, played the whole show with him, left the stage with him. On. Did he have his drumming gloves on at that yep. time? Stop. Had the gloves, had the gloves yeah, going, yeah, had the yeah, trucker yeah. hat, you know, on. <laughs> Just on top of his head, you know, not yeah. like pulled right. down or anything like oh, that. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, pull him. back. Pull back. Right, sorry. Russ yeah, is going to get, Russ is going to get lost. <laughs> they were good that night. Um, That's awesome. Do you want to, uh, you want to bust into some of the songs here? Yeah, we can. Um, Russ, that's got to be you. Uh, um, but while you're pulling that up. You, you got to, uh, you got to enable sharing. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I hate that I have to do this every time. Advanced multiple. Can you do it now? Hold on. Yeah. All right. Um, while he's doing that, oh, there goes my screen because Russ is sharing his. Uh, this album got super mixed reviews, like any Neil album, but uh, generally positive reviews. Um, did you guys read the Pitchfork review? No, I don't think so. It got a, a six point seven on on uh, Pitchfork. Just so just so everyone knows, I had this all set up and ready to play. <laughs> And of course, now it's telling me to log in to. That's because it's archives. archives. It, it kicks you archives, out, and yeah. like you'd be in the middle of like grooving on something fuck, really dude. great, and then it'll just it'll just poop you right out. You have to log back in. Get that fixed, Neil. Um, I do want to just read this one part of the Pitchfork album, Russ, while you're pulling up the songs, because um, I thought this was interesting. Um, 
They said two of the most effective songs on Peace Trail happen to be the ones least directly associated with the headlines. Can't Stop Working offers an insight into Young's creative process, borrowing a chord progression from his estranged colleague, David Crosby, while also hinting at a possible reunion. I might take some time off, he sings, for forgiveness. I don't know what that means, and I don't know the chord progression they're talking about. Am I missing something? I don't know. know. And Can't Stop Working? Is it some CSNY song that I'm not remembering? I mean, it could be some just shitty solo Crosby song, too. (laughs) It is Pitchfork, so they try to go as obscure as possible to to be hip. Yeah. I don't know. Speaking of of solo Crosby or solo stills, uh, Luke, after I sent you, uh, Luke sent me a couple songs today, and I made this joke because uh, he wrote this song about this producer writer that he's got a little crush on and then i made i made a joke and ray lamontagne was a part of my joke you, you know it was, ray it was a good i liked your joke russ it was a good joke but anyway i uh for some reason it just made me go look up ray lamontagne again and uh first of all he's from nashua new hampshire which i mean i think i already knew that he's from nashua then, i didn't know that That's yeah cool. and then he decided to st- to quit his job and pursue music as a career after hearing a Stephen Stills song. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, hold on. Let me look it up. But yeah. What song? I forget. Uh, <laughs> God, I really hope it's it's a fucking Stills Young Man song. Oh, God. Midnight <laughs> on the Bay. I hope it's Midnight, it's midnight on, the, on bay. the Bay. I hope Midnight on the Bay is responsible for Ray LaMontagne's Actually, that's, okay, a, that's a Neil song. He was born in New Hampshire and was inspired to create music after hearing an album by Stephen Stills. Oh, it said it said the actual song earlier. Why? I want to make love to you. Oh, here we go. Uh, no, it's a Treetop Flyer. Oh my God! Really? I don't yeah, know. That that's song. a pretty. That's a pretty good tune. That is a good tune. Yeah. Like he liked it so much, he's like, "I want to do this." Yeah, yeah. He hated it, and he's like, "I got to change this." <laughs> no, I think it was the former. <laughs> All right, play Russ. Play a little Treetop Flyer. Can you pull that up on Amazon Music or whatever? <clears throat> Give me a sec. Also, while you're pulling that up, uh, Neil's promotion of Amazon Music now ironic, considering this album. No, considering the last song. Oh especially. yeah, right. Well, you know, um, I don't know if he was commenting he- directly on Amazon as so much as he was commenting on Alexa. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the whole uh, concept yeah. of Alexa. Yeah. Of like of like AI and stuff. Right. right. Of being, having it in your life now. <clears throat> yeah. Also, also to go, to go back to uh, Luke's song that he wrote, I'm kind of being the Megan Gans of this podcast right now. Yeah. Luke. You're doing a little, uh, also Russ, when Russ is screen sharing with us, I do love that you still have thin Lizzy up there. Yeah. <laughs> you popped it open that rules well here we go this is the song that you know Ray LaMontagne right Shoo. Mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> this is the song that uh, he was inspired to make music oh wait this is a demo sorry it's I, mean, I kind of like the, this thing the yeah, album like version is pretty much in solo acoustic anyway I could be round the front door 
seven down I actually really like this. Yeah, me too. He's not singing very much, which is actually probably why we like. No, I'm just kidding. I don't pay taxes. I never find. I uh, I actually can see how Ray would be like that. Yeah. Uh, kind of a Ray vibe. Although I will say, and maybe this, maybe I'm being way too much of a Neil head right now, but I feel like you don't get that style of song from Stills without a Neil in his life. I don't know. I mean, he's got a few tunes that sound like Black Queen sounds like that a little bit, doesn't it? I, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, but I mean, this is kind of, this to me is kind of like for the turnstiles sort of vibe. Yeah, but it's also pretty traditional. Yeah, I guess it's country traditionally blues, country blues you know, folk. Kind of a, yeah. Stills, we we <laughs> no, we we rag we, on him for fun, but we love Stills. I mean, Stills is ridiculous talented. talented. Yeah, of course. yeah. Oh yeah, he's amazingly talented. We would never say yeah. otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hope by episode fuck whatever eighty or whatever this is, people get like all our Stills shitting because it's all in good fun. I hope our avid listener Stephen <clears throat> Stills at this point is like, yeah, see, I told you. He's got his jersey on. Come on, Russ. Come on, man. Let him have one. <laughs> him and Kevin Smith fucking hanging out. Uh, it, in that time it took you to pull it up, did the archives kick you off again? Russ? No, I think we're all right. Let me all play. Right. Want to play Peace Trail? Yeah. 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 All right. Here we go. Listen to that percussion, man. It's, it's great. So interesting. So cool. It's so it's so like just unorthodox. Like there's not a lot of snare. No. On this it's album. like shaker. It just doesn't sound like there's a lot of snare. And like um, what do you call it? Like it's different types of shakers and shit. Yeah, and like floor toms. It sounds yeah. like and and it has that kind there's of the Native American kind of feel to it. And that's what I thought it was going to be through the whole album. Yeah. I also really dig these lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, you I can tell this... he was inspired by the 
the Dakota pipeline protest yeah. he was at, you know, that's something who was growing was definitely something he felt yeah. while he was there. He was uh, one of the only like non um, tribe, like tribal member, uh, like non tribe members that they allowed into the actual site too. Did you know that? That's awesome. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Cause uh, I thought about going there at the time and um, <clears throat> like you could still go and, and protest and stuff. But as far as like going on to their, to the actual land and going on to the site and stuff, you had to actually be like a, a member of the tribe. And Neil was like one of the only ones they let in. And he like, there's a video of him walking around playing music and stuff. Um, it's really cool. It's awesome. There's an interesting version of this tune from Paradox. Yeah. They play under a big tent in the middle of a field and they have a couple of like old guys around them. One's like handcuffed himself to one of the support poles and another guy tied himself down. And as they're playing, that guy floats in the air. So he's kind of like a kite in the wind. Huh. Yeah, it's really interesting. That's a that's the DH Love Life directed. That's one, right. That's the Daryl Hannah stuff. And yeah. also speaking of paradox, a lot of reviews um uh, they seem like they're taking shots at the fact that Neil doesn't have Promise of the Real on this album with him, and I'm very confused by that. Yeah, why would that? It, 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 Who cares? Is it like those guys' parents or something? I don't know. It feels it feels weird because maybe because he because the last two releases had them, and then the next one after it, but they wouldn't know. Neil's, I mean, like Neil's never done that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah really? How, how dare almost, he? Yeah. He'll do. He'll do. He'll have a uh, fully different group of musicians on each record, and then he'll do like two or three records with Crazy Horse, different members of Crazy Horse. Like that. That's not a yeah, thing. Talk to talk to the Blue Notes. Talk yeah, to Crazy right. Horse. Talk yeah. to you know just like all these guys. Talk to the Shocking Pinks. Yeah. Right. I wish they I could thought find. they had a gig. Talk to or the Neil or Nils Lofgren. Right? Yeah. They, I'll try to find. I thought they had a future, and then all of a sudden Neil's like, "Nah, I'm done." You yeah, know, right. but Micah Nelson's on here singing vocals, some backup vocals, I think. He is. Yeah, Micah. Micah's yeah. credited as vocals. What's interesting too is what is that? Look at it on here. It the only thing it says here is Neil Young on vocal and guitar. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't list his harmonica, and it doesn't list. Well, whatever, is that an organ at the top? That sounds like an organ to me, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Go down a little. Go down a little more. You'll see okay. the credit down there. Keep going. Oh, okay. I, maybe I didn't. Joe Yankee. Oh, like, yeah. He makes an appearance <laughs> right. on this <laughs> album. <laughs> I forgot about Joe Yankee. <laughs> right. Why does he do that? I don't know, dude. I forgot about that. You know that. what I think it is? I think he's doing a little, he's he's like doing a little padding here. Also, it just says I think gooch. It's, it's, what is that? What? Look, it just says gooch. It says gooch. <laughs> Additional Gooch. additional special thanks. Gooch. Gooch like, runs to the Gooch runs and gets the meatball subs <laughs> while they're while they're recording. It's probably uh, Gooch. Now I want a meatball sub. I haven't Dude, eaten all week. Hold on. I think, I think Joe Yankee is is so Neil can get paid twice. That's what I think yeah, that probably. is, which is pretty skeevy if you ask me. Not to go well, on a tangent because we do not go on tangents on this podcast, but <laughs> twice, Mike. I've I I don't know why, but I brought up meatball subs. I went to Central Rock Gym to climb with John last week, and mm-hmm. uh, he were you me- eating a sub while you were climbing the rock wall. No, but him awesome. and then my friend Tony mentioned this place, and then a day later I went to a mm-hmm. show down the road from my house, and another guy mentioned this place 
for their meatball subs specifically, uh, Vince Vincent's. Oh my God, Vincent's! It's not a sub; it's a sandwich. It's it. And that's it all is, they have. That's it's it. the best. Yeah. Well, they have that, and they have their world famous cheese plate too. That's it. Okay. And it's the best meatball subs or meatball sandwich I've ever had in my life. He said. He said this. Both of these guys said the same thing, and they said it's a. It's like a hole in the wall dive bar, and you would yeah, never. It's the expect guy it. who. It's the same guy who owns Nick's and Ralph's. Oh no, kidding. Yeah, oh, it's got that oh, same cool. vibe. There's a lot of dead animals inside and old shit covered in dust. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, their meatball sandwich is, is fantastic. Oh, damn. I want a meatball. Wow. Yeah, you guys right you now. guys have to go and just get, get yeah, a, a frosty pint and a meatball sandwich. Russ, let's go climbing. Awesome. When, you, when you're done pissing out your ass, let's go climbing and we'll go to Vincent's. I mean, dude, I haven't eaten all weekend. The only thing I had today was fucking applesauce. <laughs> I had rice oh, yesterday. Yeah. All I had was fucking okay, rice buddy? and some wanna, popsicles. Do you want a juicy juice? Yeah, <laughs> dude. It fucking sauce? sucks. Also, <laughs> thanks for pointing crackers. that out. Shoot. shoot, thanks for pointing that out because I was confused. I was like, he 100% is, there's organ, there's pump organ in here and there's yeah. harmonica. What, yeah. what, why isn't it listed? And then I'm glad you pointed that out because I, I didn't even scroll down that far. Right. Fucking Mysterious gooch. session man Joe Yankee plays those. <laughs> Joe Yankee, baby. <laughs> I mean, this is got this is top three for me. This song, it's this it's, is my number uh, one. This is my number one. Easy. Yeah, I think it's probably my number one too. Not not gonna cash it in yet. You know, like yeah. something new is growing. These lyrics are just like. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it does have to do with the Dakota access, but I all and like Standing Rock and stuff. But I also feel like it's just another one of these older Neil. You know, uh, you know, people are gonna say weird things like, "Oh, fucking." you know, promise of the real should have been on here right. or whatever, whatever weird things yeah. people are going to critique Neil with, but he's, he's just like, I'm doing whatever the, I'm always doing whatever the fuck I want to do, how I want to do it. And, you know, and Keltner just finding the vibe immediately is so impressive to me. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's, Kelt- that's just yeah. decades of experience, you know? Yeah. And, and the guy's a fucking, but he, he finds the vibe, but he doesn't, you know, he could easily do that just playing it straight, right? right. But he doesn't. He just, he, it's so. Yeah, it's, it's like, it really, he, it really yeah. that's the one thing that it really attracted me, attracted my attention was these, the, the percussion is really weird and kind of cool. Yeah, because if you think about, like, if you think about the melody of the song, like you would uh, normally, like maybe even the way I would play it probably would just be like, you know, you'd just be kind of doing a simple sort of four, four, like, uh, this type of thing you know mm-hmm. but he's doing like a da, da, uh, kind of a yeah really interesting and he's do yeah like you said Shoe, he's there's no hi-hat and snare Is it, or it's it's there but not very not often very yeah and yeah, it, it's mostly little. reliable on the percu- uh, uh relies on the percussion you yeah, know which gives but, it that native american yes kind of yeah it does it. I thought, oh, I bet he's got like Native American players or something on this, you know, for the as to go along with the theme. But no, it's, it's Keltner just, just doing Keltner, his thing. Yeah, man. just doing doing his fucking thing. Yeah, fucking he's Kelton. Keltner, man. Keltner just Kelton. He's Kelton. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> I like the electric too. I really like. I actually really like the. I know people were saying they didn't like the production in this record. I like the production in this a lot. Yeah, I, I agree. Same. Yeah, interesting. It's a good mix. It, there's a lot of space in there where you can really 
really notice things. Yeah, and Joel. Th- you're wrong, Joel. Yeah, Joel. <laughs> yeah, what do you know, Joel? Whatever, yeah, Joel. Fucking go watch more King of the Hill, Joel. <laughs> the guys go, at the uh, go the make a at, Neil Getty Lee meme, Joel. The, the guys at the uh, the what, what was the name of the pod? Daily's podcast there. Formerly oh, yeah. wasting formerly yeah deliberately deliberately wasting your yeah. time yeah. what'd they say about your podcast nothing yeah All joel right? <laughs> they called us beautiful man yeah who's the fucking french john daly joel <laughs> just kidding joel we, we love you joel would you know that now nah, we, we shot him out at the top of every yeah, episode we, we, i don't need to we apologize can, we, can, to we can punk him a little bit he's also right. been on this podcast right yeah. um, let's do uh let's go to can't stop working all right. Can't stop working. Daryl was a small town girl. Sorry. All right. That's yeah. It. Come on, man. Reel it in. Fucking <laughs> reel it in. Stop working cause I like to work when nothing else is going on It's bad for the body but it's good for the soul Might even keep you breathing when you lose control Can't stop working Can't stop working Fucking, again, Keltner, but also Paul in this tune, man. Yeah. Yeah. Really great. Down the groove immediately. Sounds great. And and again, just everything Keltner does in this is so interesting. Did anyone else get... Carries the tune. Did anyone else get heavy Greendale vibes from this song? I actually got heavy on the beach vibes. Really? From this song. Especially with his voice. I got super Greendale vibes from this. I don't know what it is that... I don't know. I I and Wait, I. So just, this was the one. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. I was gonna say this is. You said Luke. Was it you that was saying? Someone said this. Uh, he might have ripped or stolen some guitar thing from Crosby on this song. Was yeah. it this song? Yeah. yeah well, well, it's like a really generic, simple chords. That's not really like a thing you can. I think they're the same chords to "Down by the River." If I'm not. Mystery. Yeah, it's not like a which are also the very, same it's chords. It's not a very unique. To, it's not like a. Yeah. I don't it's, know what the fuck they're talking it's about. It's E minor and A seventh. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a. Uh, I love this song. This also made my top three. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I like the. Um, Maybe it's the electric part. I don't know. Uh, Go ahead, you. I, I like the second verse where he says, "Where have I been for all these years? I thought I knew you better. Come on down to the edge of the sea today and write a letter there in the sand." I yeah. love that. God damn, I love that. I I actually wrote when I when I was taking notes and listening. I wrote, "I feel like I've been waiting for this album for a while." Mm. Like with with this writing and this yeah. sort, this sort of vibe. I feel like this is the Neil album I I had, which is weird because like Genshu, when I listened when it came out, I did it didn't have that effect on me. I don't think, but now going through all these albums and uh you know throughout all these years and all this stuff like yeah i like the promise of the real stuff and i just feel like since the 90s there hasn't been anything that's re- like 
with with writing and with the the vibe that has really got me the way this I really like this a lot. Yeah. I see I disagree with that personally, but I think I know what you're saying. Well, I mean There's I just mean different. like the blend because since the nineties like is a strong statement though, Russ man. I mean fucking Greendale. Uh, yeah, but then Greendale is like Greendale is psychedelic pill, dude. Yeah, but dude, I, yeah, but this I is just a mean, totally different vibe. It, yeah, these are this though. is a totally Agreed. different. Vibe. I feel like it's a really good blend of because with those other things with Greendale, he's 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 telling a a whole story in an album. Uh, you know what I mean? With psychedelic pill, it's it's more about long. Uh, you know, it's a different type of thing. Whereas I'm talking about like the blend of sort of a. I just really like the balance of this record, man. I, and I think the right. writing, the writing, yeah. is is it's it, it to me. It's another. It's Neil being like, no, I can still write. You guys have been here, and and Chew, I agree with what you're saying. That I think this is still kind of it's still a, as you call it, like a magazine album. But at the same time, some of these lyrics, like you even like you said with on the beach, this kind of has that vibe to me. It's like him showing us that he he's still a really great writer and yeah. and not just about you know whatever the issue is that he uh is you know trying to get right. a, across or whatever it's still like poetry yeah right. and not every more, song more so more so but, yeah not every song but more so than the than the last yeah last, last few albums yeah anyway. last few especially yeah. with the Monsanto stuff yeah. right i like this how it kind of reaffirms peace trail in the sense that i'm not quitting and then this he's saying i can't stop working because i like to work um and it's good for the soul and it's you know i can't he just can't he can't stop doing this yeah yeah, yeah i like this tune a lot i, I do too, too. Yeah. yeah i get it yeah i, I relate to it i want to hear that electric i don't remember yeah. where it comes in Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Like his voice sounds like his voice from the 70s though. Yeah. Oh, that's harmonica. That's yeah, that's harmonica. But he like makes it sound like it's he's playing it as an yeah. electric guitar. You know, I love it. I love the yeah. chaos. The chaos of it on top of the harvest moon esque. Like, yeah, the contrast really. That's so good. It makes it. Cool. It make it kind of pushes his point through. Yeah, we, absolutely. We, we sound like judges on a fucking Food Network show, but talking about music. <laughs> <laughs> The contrast between the sweet and savory. Yeah, the really, cardamom really comes through with every bite. And it would go great with this album. It's a good, it's a good compare. Is it would go yeah. great. That's fantastic. Mm. The cardamom harmonica is, is really nice. <laughs> Indian givers. Uh, right. I have a question about this. For I us or for Neil? <laughs> yeah, for Neil. I'm all ears. There's a battle raging on the sacred land. 
Our brothers and sisters had to take a stand Against us now for what we all been doing On the sacred land there's a battle brewing I wish somebody would share the news I wish somebody would share the news I wish somebody would share I mean, I love the guy, but if you have, if you had fucking Ralphie on this tune, you don't get, you don't get the drums like this, man. Right. No. Right. I mean, that's that, like that, that so whole unique. first part you played, it's like, it's like floor toms and then he plays the hi-hat a little bit. There's no, it seems like there's no. And there's some ride, but it's also like this, like a uh, sort of rolling, like sort of. Um, yeah. He's just, yeah. He's rolling on like the floor tom. Yeah. And. Oh man, it's so so it's, interesting. What's weird is like there's it just, sometimes it doesn't seem like there's even a pattern. There's rhythm, right. yeah. But there's no, there's yeah. No like it, it's hard to like count it out. You can't like it's hard for you to count it out, but it yeah. works. So but it's not well. sl- at the same time. It's not sloppy. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, well, that's what I'm saying. There's rhythm yeah. there. He keeps the yeah. rhythm. Yeah. It's just but, like and, that time that Shu. I think Shu had lunch with Lee Von Helm Russ after that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then we gave each other back rubs. Yeah. My question. God damn, you have great hands, Mike. <laughs> what are you, a dirt farmer, Mike? I don't know. I don't know what Levon sounds like. Those are hands that have fixed a lot of tractors. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh oh. We're crossing a line with Russ. You don't like that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's don't fine. go throwing away all those young years, Loretti. <laughs> don't break your mama's heart now. This song has a crunchy harp at the end too. I think oh yeah, I love the. I love it. He just he just barrels in with this harp. Yeah, it wake it literally wakes you up because the percussion. I joked about this. I I think in one of the patrons, like it kind of almost puts me to sleep. It lulls me. Cool. Yeah, but then that harp comes in. Oh yeah. Yeah. It just tears into it. Yeah, and it's he's he's. He's not even like caring about the levels of no, the but verb it's just, it's and shit. It's just like, like yeah. the song, the, the subject matter of the song, there's a lot of anger in there, but with, with his, yeah. his gentle playing and Keltner's percussion, you know, it was just kind of wispy, but then that thing kicks in. And it's like screaming. Yeah. yeah. You know, just total rage and, and blowing into that harp. Um, well, oh, it's also a great hook. The the I wish somebody would share the news. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah. a great hook. It's yeah, really catchy. And uh, my question was, what are the other songs or song that ne- it it's got a uh, similar like? There's a battle. There's a battle raging on the sacred. Th- I mean, how many times? How many times is Neil with the sacred soil and the battle raging on the sacred? ground well, i and, mean from the beginning he this is his this is his th- like he gets into the environment for sure but this is his thing is no but American i mean rights. like specifically that lyric battle raging yeah uh do you uh, know what i'm talking about maybe rocking in the free world i feel like he says that in rocking in the free world <laughs> no i can't i can't think of what it is i don't know just, just, uh, it gonna, doesn't matter you're gonna google battle raging don't do that <laughs> it doesn't matter all right, let's hit the next one. Show me the next one, Russ. Show me. Quiet. 
This is another tune that reminds me a lot of Sleeps with Angels. It's just got this really kind of foreboding tone to it. It sounds very fragile. Yeah. Fragile. His voice sounds yeah. very fragile. Mm-hmm. I wonder it's, if, again, go ahead. Well, I was just saying, I wonder if this is the song people point to when they say rushed, because I would get it, but I don't. Um, and I might even agree with it, but I don't agree that it wasn't intentional. Um, I think everything about this album is intentional to me. And I like it, even though it feels like he could have been tighter maybe when he's picking these acoustic parts, but I, I don't want him to be, I don't know. No. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's fucking Neil, man. It's, it's really, uh, I like this song a lot. Um, same. It's nice. Uh, the show me again is kind of hooky. Um, I like the picked guitar. I like the harp. I like the the bass is great in this tune. Bass is really good. Yeah. Um, this is the this is one where I wrote that it has this. This is where it's like mellow Monsanto years. You know. Okay. Back to back to the sacred ground and stuff like that, which is mm-hmm. which is cool. But um, I like it. Yeah, I dig it. Nice. Uh, what else? I forget. I had something else, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Shoe. Yeah, it's it's you know it's not one that that really caught my attention. Yeah, so much. I think because the first as, the as, first three are so good. Yeah, yeah that this yeah. one just kind of. Um, yeah, just yeah. yeah it's not no, it's well, not bad. It's not crazy about it. Sure. Yeah. All right, that's fine. That's fair. Let's hit the next. Texas All right, let's let's Rangers. go to Neil's most they might be giants song. <laughs> right now it's very uh yeah very like a child well let's let's hear it look can you see things when they show you what they want you to know watch what you don't see on the tv then they hide the truth how it hurts you when the truth hides in between the scenes. Cry from the broken heart of melody that you hear in your dream. Whoa, it's a runaway. Can you catch it? It's not in your hand. <laughs> Hold on. We gotta we gotta hear this towards the end. Hold on. Yeah, go ahead. Rangers. 
Yeah. It's <laughs> great. Texas Ranger. That's the, that's the part of the song that saved it for me. Yeah. <laughs> Ripping <laughs> that harmonica. Yeah, dude. Um, uh, I mean, I, I'm assuming this is about the baseball team, right? <laughs> yeah. Lost exactly. a lot of money and yep. uh, a bad bet. I wish I'd gone back and put some money on the Cubbies, Daryl. Uh, <laughs> I, the she only, wouldn't get that reference. No, he though. wouldn't because he hasn't seen the movie yet. Uh, the only note I had for this was uh, the drums sound like they were recorded far away, and I love it. I don't know if that makes Can sense. Can I um, – I was when I was listening to this, my daughter came in and sat with me for a little while. And when it got to this song, can I, can I tell you guys what her take on this song is? Yes. Okay. And she's heard a lot of Neil. Did no, she not burp? On, not Did on purpose. burp and then walk away? No, almost. Um, and I'll quote this from my, my daughter, Chloe Shue. He's repeating himself over and over. Like he's not even trying. He's made much better stuff. And it's like, he doesn't even care anymore. It's like, he's so rich. He's just recording random stuff for the hell of it. It sounds like he made this album for a retirement home. <laughs> oh, wow. boy, Chloe, do I have a list of songs for you then? If that's what you think. Yeah. Uh, my, may I point you to Tom Dooley? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. You probably learned that one or in preschool. Even on this album, John Oak's a little repetitive. I don't know. Well, John Oaks has a story. Yeah. To it, and I guess this does too. It's interesting. I was trying to figure out what this was about. And I don't know if it was about the way that history is taught in this country and that we gloss over a bunch of different things that really, you know, made this country. Um, yeah. Which is actually, actually, which touched on in Americana. You know, we right. touched on a lot of those themes, things that the dark parts of those songs that were left out uh, on purpose. But, you know, stuff like, and then there's, there's the whole, the police thing. Found by the police yeah. who killed it were filmed on the phone. Well, mm -hmm. that, that's, <laughs> it's funny. I, I wrote that I think he wrote the lyrics to this before and then he just tried to smash them into the whatever the melody th this and also this melody uh Luke do you remember on uh, uh WERS they have the kids the like uh they have yeah, the out yeah, on, on Saturdays Saturday yeah, 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 yeah Saturday yeah. mornings that's i can hear div with different lyrics like i i wrote something like yeah. uh if you if you put lyrics like see the bunny is he hopping? <laughs> right. Is he running? You know, like something like that. <laughs> yeah, like I said, the first thing I thought it was they might be giants. You know, yeah. the water gets cold, it turns to ice, right. then you can skate. You know, it's, yeah. it's just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's so strange that I like it, but I don't think it's really great. I it's, don't know. Very, it's very fucking Neil, man. Very fucking Neil, yeah. It's like twelve-year-old Neil. Yeah, and the and the ha! and, the, and, and it might, the with, with the harp right there. It's just and we, because he's a time-traveling vampire, it might be a twelve-year-old Neil. That's true. Yeah, that's very no true. Idea. It's very yeah. true. Yeah, that's true. All righty, let's move on. Terrorist suicide hang gliders. Yeah, that's a hell of a name for a song. Yeah. He's trying to grab us with the title. <laughs> The sky above you can't see 
you're free Like, like that. He just yeah. he'll just blow a fucking note and then go yeah. go away. It's just it's so we- it's so I weird. It's, I think it's seriously great. just to, it's, it's just for the contrast to really just shake you up. Yeah, because you get lost in that groove, especially with Keltner with what he's doing. Well, yeah, between just- between Paul and Keltner, man, this that that that's what's dry. That's what's carrying this. You know, the that rhythm is. It's what's carrying this song. Without without those two, this is a totally different song. I love this right. tune. I do too, actually. I like it a lot. I like the and I, and I love the the whole thing. I mean, it's obviously aimed at conspiracy theorists, you know. And and because terrorist suicide hang gliders. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think that was something that was brought up shortly after 9/11. Really? That terrorists know. would hand glide into cities with bombs strapped to them. I hmm. did. I have no idea what the song's about. I was trying desperately to figure it out and i did not get it i think that's that's what it's a reference to but it's just an overall criticism of people who are blaming all of the country's troubles on people who are not white okay american yeah that's the that's the vibe i got from it i think i i'm with you shu i I got that vibe of like and it's like if you're silly you're silly with your anyone who has a weird name is you know that type right. of shit yeah right and it's they're obviously here they're not here to you know find the american dream just and again like and again ancestors. a weird name to an american not not you know <laughs> right a weird name yeah. to a white american right exactly yeah right so not actually like, a weird name just right you know. and it's it's pretty you know it kind of captures the whole you know when obama was elected i mean you want to blame someone for all these like white supremacist um groups and nazi organizations and stuff you should like coming out like just coming out in the open then you should blame obama because just by being elected president he scared the shit out of people so much that they just weren't afraid to come out anymore and say they were nazis Mm -hmm. and that they they were racists and that they wanted white supremacy in this country. It was like Whitey circled the wagons. Yeah. You know, and, and that's kind of what I'm getting from this song. You're being a bit of an edgelord, Mike, if I'm being honest. Am I? <laughs> a, only a bit, though. I'm never... No, he's being we'll edgelordy. Never, yeah. We'll never fully be edgelords, though. Edgelordish. We? We're edgelordy. We're a bit of an edgelord. You're being a bit of a terrorist suicide edgelorder. Edgelord gl- glider. <laughs> Edge Lord Glider, jeez. No, I know what you're saying. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think I missed the song, and I feel a little bit embarrassed about it. And I really tried to dig into the meaning of it, and I think I just missed it. I don't know. I think that happens sometimes. Well, I miss Texas Rangers, so don't feel bad. All right, I miss Texas Rangers too. Actually, <laughs> being honest. Uh. John Oaks. John Oaks, please. John Oaks. Sounds like Alabama. I was just about to say that. Neighborhood. Yeah. Protecting all the trees. He's the master of irrigation. And he knows what he sees. 
Great farmers, waterin' everywhere. Pipes runnin' where they please. John sees his laws are broken. Trees drownin' where they breathe. Now John used to be a mellow man. Drinking chai and smoking weed. Ain't no one in the county ever seen what he sees. John Oaks. John Oaks. John Oaks. John Oaks. Old John rides in his pickup with rakes and friends in the back. I one thing I wrote for this was uh when that fucking when that like the bass gets into that groove and when Keltner goes to like the rim shot there and it gets into that groove I wrote that this song is it's cool daddy it's it's just it turns into like it, it you know this is where you start calling people cool cats you know what I mean yeah yeah. And you flick your cigarette and you tip your shades down. Like this is a cool this is a cool this is a cool song. It just <laughs> it just turns cool, daddy. You know what, what the I mean? fuck are you talking about? I don't get that from this song at all. Oh, it, oh, I love it. It's so it's just cool, I think cool, daddy. Like what the It's cool, daddy. Come on, man. Jazz? Is that what you Yeah, it's about? just not jazz, but just like it's just that group. Uh, come on, listen to that again. Come on. Just pick up with rakes and friends oh, in the back. That. No, man. Come on. Hold on. You guys just do this. I strongly disagree. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Whatever. Drinking chai and smoking. Drinking chai and smoking. (laughs) No, I hate that you said that. I don't care what you think. Here we go. Listen to this. Yeah, dude. Just flicking a joint. Are you saying this is the uh, this is the John Daly Neil Young? Hey man. Yeah, exactly. This is the John. Da- yeah, hey man. Wait, yeah. is John Oakes the Canadian John Daly? He might be. Oh, maybe he is. John Daly. I didn't write when it is, but the electric comes in, and then he also plays the harp, and he again makes it sound like an electric. Is uh, mean? Russ, are you playing Earth right now? I don't know why the fuck my window is open. <laughs> oh, something I want to want to bring up real quick about Earth. You do hear cars and trucks and traffic and stuff. You know what you don't hear on all of Earth? What? You don't hear a train. No, you don't. Yeah, what's up with that? Because I don't it, know, man. that's the first warning. Because you have birds on Earth, but you don't yeah, have there's a train. Tons of birds. Yeah. So what he's saying is like that's the first that's the for, first horseman to fall is he'll take away the train. Okay, so. Not that the it's the, not the Canadian geese will go extinct. Is that the trains will go first? The Canadian geese will eventually go, but it's the it's the trains first. First they oh, came okay. for the trains, but I wasn't a conductor, so I didn't speak up. Oaks. Then they came for the birds. John Oaks. Dietrich Neilhofer. John Oaks. John Oaks. Come on, that was a good one. Russ, if you put on sunglasses right now, I'm going to end the whole <laughs> No, I was trying to find... Did, could you guys hear that when I was doing that? Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, you could? I put myself on mute. I thought maybe it wouldn't. Well, nope. your screen's being shared, so you oh, can't. Oh, whatever. 
I, I found the electric. That's what I was trying to find. When the old yeah, those cool. drums, man, it's cool shit. And shot him there behind the wheel. And then John Oakes expired. <laughs> the workers grabbed the race. Come on, man. Come on, Russ. And that's all that I can say. It's cool, Daddy. It's not a fucking Del Paxton song. Turn it off. And they stay there <laughs> to this day. I wanted to hear the harmonica because I, I don't remember where that was, but he like plays the harmonica. Again, he makes it sound like an electric. It's not a Captain Gooch in the Shrimp Shack Shooter song, all right? Turn it down. But Captain Gooch is involved Gooch. in this album. He's thanked at the it end. Is. Oh, there it is. That's cool, Daddy. Stop. <laughs> Go piss out your ass. Don't ever say that's cool, Daddy. Again, don't do that anymore. I'm a hundred percent gonna say it all the time. Now. Don't say that's cool, Daddy. All about the time, John dude. Oaks. So ridiculous. When this when this album came out, I remember liking this song. I feel like I remember digging this tune. Eh, it's fine. Yeah, it's okay. I, another one that doesn't. I mean, really I don't like it as much, much anymore. But when it came out, I did like it. But yeah. Um, John Oaks. Oh shit! Real, real quick, uh, we got a bunch of town. Some guy sent town meeting like fifteen T-shirts, like David Bowie T-shirts, ACDC T-shirts, uh, and then he said, he, "It's this guy named something Perry from Perry Scope Productions. They do like music licensing and T-shirts." But uh, he said he discovered us through this podcast, so I wanted to just give him a quick shout out. And Mike, if you want a shirt, we got mediums and larges. So whatever you Any want. Any rush? Any rush shirts? No rush, I don't think. But there's a Genesis. Oh, so. save me a Bowie, please. Oh, wait, what? What Genesis though? I don't know. Bowies are spoken for us. I already took. All no, of them. they're not. You're not <laughs> right, taking so all the Bowies. You're, is you, there a? Um, you're not even there... a fucking Bowie fan. Really. Listen, and I am a Bowie is, fan. Is there, uh... No, you're not. You probably wouldn't. You probably wouldn't listen to Bowie and go, "This cool, Daddy," I which just I would. I to make do. A cool, Daddy. Fucking reference. I got both Bowies, and I'm keeping them both. Russ, you can you're have not keeping both Bowies, dude. Uh, you no, can have no, the no, police. No. Shirt. Fuck the police. No, no. <laughs> you can have that. I want the Bowie. <laughs> I'm not getting the Bowie. That's not cool, Daddy. I've already not cool. fucking. Right, let's do. Let's go to my pledge, let's cool Daddies. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I want Russ to start a spin-off podcast called The Cool Daddies. 100% I'm going to. Tell you, you're not. If it please the if court, please the court to say that it has not always been true. Standing here before you, Judge, I make my pledge of truth to you. The waves came over the bowsprit, decks awash with running green and foam. Back there at the wheel, I was terrified. Next day, we first saw home. My relatives came over the, on the Mayflower, landed on the shore almost alone. That damn traffic today is terrible. 
And everywhere I look, I see people alone. Alone with their heads looking in their hands, lost in the conversation stare. Walking with their eyes looking at the screen, talking like they were really there. this is neil this is one of neil's get off my lawn moments you think so yeah yeah absolutely i mean he's talking about people walking around you know looking at their phones i uh you know, like they're I, like they're really there and there's I, some depth to it though i feel like i drew a picture based on this song i remembered it when i heard it really yeah this that line alone with their heads looking in their hands lost in a conversation stare walking with their eyes looking at the screen talking like they were really there yeah. i wrote i drew a picture and it was uh um like a a human body but the head what the head was a hand and the hands were phone was phones and the hand was like looking down at the phone that's cool daddy and I, that's cool daddy <laughs> but i like this song i, I like i like it I, yeah, like I, see, the, uh, I see what you're saying about like the get off the porch, Neil. Type yeah, and he's, he's oh, I'm lost. In, I'm lost in this new generation. It left me behind. It seems listening to the shadow of Jimi Hendrix, Purple Haze, sounding like TV. Yeah, you know. I, I I'm torn on this song because I actually like what he's trying to do. I just don't like it as much as I like the beginning half of this album. So I don't know. I I love the the vocal arrangement. Yeah, I think the auto tune works. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that sounds cool. Daddy, it's got like a call that call and answer type of thing. I think yeah. it works pretty well. I think it's cool, Daddy. <laughs> oh shit! But he talks about a lot of stuff. Like he he talks about you know people like he doesn't feel like he's part of this what's going on right now. It feels detached from society. You know, people are always on their phones. He feels like, you know, what he thought meant something has been reduced to being used as a jingle. You know, yeah. he's, he's, he mentions the, you know, he mentions Buddy Holly, you know, going down on the plane with Richie Valens. Yeah. You know, three stars died in a plane one night, rock and roll. The message was sent, you know, like it kind of makes it seem like this character, whoever he's singing, is making it seem like that's really the that's truly the day the music died because after that it wasn't the same. Yeah, you know we could say you know his generation could say the same thing about Woodstock or Altamont, right? You know we could say the same thing about Woodstock '94 <laughs> or '99. Yeah, '99 actually '99 was the one. Yeah, Woodstock '99 ruled. I wish I'd gone to that. It's and nice. then he talks about enlisting in the Navy. You know, and, and uh, I don't know. It's it just seems like he's he's taking the view of uh, of an old man who feels like he's been pushed aside. So maybe you know, yeah, that's that's like his his uh, his commentary on aging and this, how the how the uh, elderly are treated. This song felt out of place a little bit to me. I don't know why. I'm gonna be wrong saying this, but it feels like. This album works because it's kind of ageless. It's kind of timeless for the most part. And then this song doesn't feel as timeless to me. And this isn't even my cut song. I, I actually enjoy the song. I just, uh, I don't know why I feel that way. I don't know. 
I think you've had a few too many Trulies, bud. I've had two brubs. <laughs> brubs. <laughs> yeah, man. Brother, bubs. The mixture. <laughs> brubs. Well, it's I don't, yeah, I don't know. I I I like the tune. I I don't think it's it doesn't seem out of place for me. I, I don't. don't I don't mean it negatively. I don't. I don't know how I mean it. It's just was my initial thoughts. Um, it's a different vibe, but yeah. also not really. Do you think that glass accident is about the time that Shu shook up that bottle of uh, prosecco and then tried to drink? It, <laughs> it went up my nose. Yeah. <laughs> I. I. Uh, well, actually, let's play some of that now. All right. Don't make bird noises. Woke up this morning to a glass accident. Glass fell in love with the floor. Too many pieces there for me to clean up. So I left a warning message by the door. Okay. Okay. So, what the fuck, Neil? You break a glass and you just leave a note? Dude, pick up your fucking broken glass. Yeah, he's that's got what a maid, he's, man. He's got that's a maid what he's, to take care That's of. what he's saying. He's yeah, saying the, all the these companies that the are polluting the environment, you know, yeah. instead of doing something, they'll just say, oh, this land is contaminated. You can't use it anymore and move on. Damn, yeah. I missed that. I missed that whole thing. Come on, get a clue, daddy. Come on, daddy-o. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I like this metaphor a lot. And I also wrote that only Neil could write a song about glass breaking like this and make it into such a, you know. Right. Uh, just, like, just imagine. Gla- just, just the line, glass fell in love with the floor is such a, such right. a great line. I, I, I missed the whole metaphor because I, I mean, I knew it was a metaphor, but uh, I thought it was more for the fragility of, like, the people in his life. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. uh, like you, you kind of like it like one small thing intentional or not like probably accidental and somebody like yeah j- what just imagine what could go wrong and how some lives could change forever mm-hmm. if you're not careful how you handle delicate things but now is better than never so yeah now i'm seeing it now but like i i took it more like uh almost maybe a commentary on his his divorce not even necessarily peggy but like just i don't know who like just People are fragile in general, and we get more. We seem to get more fragile as time goes on. I, I like the song. I, I like it a lot, and also kind of Sunday morning coming down vibes a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it has that kind of country. Yeah, country yeah. feel to it. It 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 it's towing the same sort of not 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 in the same way, but the same sort of could be a kid song line a little bit. Okay. You know, yeah, a little, yeah. But in that like Woody Guthrie folk country sort of way. But yeah. I like it. I like it, and I like the metaphor, and I like the lyrics. Yeah. All right. Um. There's actually, I, up, I really clean like up your lyrics. fucking mess, Neil. Yeah, Neil, pick up your shit, dude. Don't rely on a maid. Hey, a man, a man needs, needs a maid. Hey, there it is. Cool, yeah. daddy. Yeah, cool, daddy. <laughs> Gonna... Do I have to make a new tier on Patreon just called Cool Daddy? Tier? Yeah, call the Cool Daddy. I'm not gonna cool do Daddy. That. I'm not doing that. We have to make long may you young berets that they can wear. No. 
All right, let's get to the goddamn robot orgy, the fucking jacket family reunion. Russ's fucking Russ featured on this song. We should make some. We should make some cool daddy macanudos. <laughs> oh god, Come on, man, you got to be sixty lbs. Come on, man. no more, no more of those, no more Tim Robinson references. All right, we're fine. My new robot then. I gotta turn the volume up. All right, Russ. The rest of the podcast, please do in the jacket voice. Okay. <laughs> Well, it's not playing. Oh, you already blew it. I guess. Sorry. It's a lonely cup of coffee Cause my baby's gone Someone has to work I know that's true. Carpenters bring ladders. I bring love to you. Their working day beginning under skies of blue is just now getting started. And I'm sitting under a tree singing a song. Should I just cut to the end? Yep. <laughs> Obviously, um, dude. How good is that bass, though? That's good. Bass is good. <laughs> oh, I blew it again. Sorry. Um, Should I just go to the end? <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. It's And that's where we end the episode, right? He definitely, <laughs> right. he definitely, that's a hundred percent from the Soprano. Like that's the Sopranos ending. Luke, right? if you don't do a Sopranos ending to this podcast, I'm I've already r- royally disappointed. I've him. already done. It's one. like he was hanging with David Chase, listening to the album. What do you think? He's David Chase, but like, I think you should cut off the last twenty seconds just randomly. Yeah, <laughs> I would, but I've already done that, guys. David, <laughs> Chase, David Chase goes. Uh, yeah, I think it's cool, but uh, um, I think you should cut off the last like twenty seconds. I think that would be pretty on cool, Dad. Whatever cool episode daddy. we got into, come on, man! You blew my punchline, dude. I was doing I'm a cool sorry. daddy thing, and you Damn fucking it. stepped sorry. in. Sorry, sorry. Whatever. I'm just saying, I already did that, and oh. people commented on it. They liked it, so they thought it was a cool okay. daddy moment. Ah, stole it. Nah, I like this because it's about either his wife or his. Either his wife died or left him or girlfriend or whatever. And he orders an Alexa and that's like his new partner in life. So he's not so lonely because he can talk to Alexa. So you're saying that Neil inspired her? Yes. <laughs> is Neil Spike Jones? Yeah, Neil is Spike Jones. Yeah. <laughs> no, Neil's Joaquin Phoenix. But I like I like that saying like, well, well, we don't we don't need people. We we have all sorts of AI. We have all sorts of robots we can talk to now. We can talk yeah. to our refrigerators. We can talk to our phones. We talk to Alexa, our smart speakers, you it's know, true. our televisions, our cars, you know. I find myself being very nice to my Alexa devices because I I know inevitably they will take over and I don't want them to remember me being rude. Right. Exactly. So they'll say, well, Luke Condon said, please. 
Yeah. And so, I apologize. I think I'll sometimes I'll just say, Hey Alexa, thank you. Yeah, he won't go into the incinerator <laughs> line. He weird, can stay dude. on the forced labor line. I do that. What do you want from me, man? <laughs> Tonight Luke's gonna be like, Hey Alexa, you're a cool daddy. Did you hear? She just fucking yeah. Alexa, you're a cool daddy. Sorry, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Uh, oh, Neither are we. Russ. Yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah. Alexa's not sure about that one either. You fucked up. Here, hey, on. Siri. Hey, Siri. Yeah, it's not working. Whatever. Here, hold on. Hey, Google. What is a cool daddy? On the website fathery.com, they say cool dads are exceptional because they have self confidence, swagger, and drive. Oh. No, I gotta say, man, with that with that definition, I think I was right. Yeah, I think you might be. Yeah, that's true. Well, at least according to Google, you're Russ, right. Russ, call call Alexa an edge lord. See what she says. Alexa, you're being an edge lord. Sorry, I didn't catch that. Can you repeat your question? <laughs> Classic edge lord. Alexa seems like she's ignoring you on purpose. She Alexa, is. are you an edge lord? I wasn't able to understand the question. I yeah, we weren't either, actually. Russ, now, Russ, just just say thank you. Russ, just say just thank you. Thank you. Just say thank you, though. Alexa, thanks for being a cool daddy. <laughs> this is well, this is what our podcast has come to, right? Just like this album. <laughs> That's true, actually. Right? It works pretty well. <laughs> this is where it peters out. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, let's, what's let's next? Peter, let's peter out. Hitchhiker okay. next? Hit, What's Hitchhiker, next? and I'm very glad because I'm driving oh. to D.C. on Friday, and Hitchhiker is one of my favorite Neil albums. Let's, of all um, let's do top three here. Oh, shit, yeah. Mike, why don't you start? What do you got? All right. Uh, my number three is uh, the song we just heard, My New Robot. Okay. I think that's great. I think the, the, I think the whole concept of it is great. Uh, I love the ending because that's how, that's how you'll go out. You won't, you won't see it coming. The robot uprising will come, and They'll come up from behind and they'll just cut your head off. Is that what you? How um, you think the Sopranos actually ended? It was a robot <laughs> uprising. I know. Of course, he's doing right. a Sopranos quote. <laughs> you won't of course. see it coming. Yeah, you won't. You won't see it coming. See it coming. Right. Relax, uh, Bobby. Go play my, with your trains. My number two is uh, terrorist suicide hang gliders. I love that song. I okay. think that's great. He definitely captures a vibe on that one. And then can't stop working is my number one. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I love that tune, man. It's excellent. I had, yeah. I had fairly different a fairly different top three. My three was Show Me. My two was Can't Stop Working, and my number one's Peace Trail. I just love it. I think that's such a great fucking song. So um <clears throat> my th- three is Terrorist Suicide Hang Gliders. My two is I mean, it's a tie, but two is Peace Trail. One is Can't Stop Working. I'm with you, Shu. I love that that tune. is yeah. is great. I mean, it's a tie, though. And then also, it was hard not to put Indian Givers. I feel like the, the first three songs are just a fucking... They, they're great. This is one of those where side A is stronger than side B, I think. What about cut tunes? Um, I had Texas Rangers. I know it's... Yeah, me too. Okay, all right. Yeah, I, I, I feel like that's... You got... That's kind of the... Are we unanimous on Texas Rangers? I think so. Wow. Texas rare. Rangers is our cut song. Hey, Daryl. <laughs> time to go <laughs> now. You're not <laughs> cool, <laughs> Daddy. So you got to go. <laughs> hey, Alexa. <laughs> I was just about to do that. <laughs> no, you yeah. aren't. Yeah, I was. <laughs> Stop. All right, whatever. Well, next, uh, next week, we have a bonus 420 episode. 
Uh, Russ, I didn't. We didn't think he was going to make it because Russ, in his words, was pissing out his ass. Uh, so sorry, me, Ricky. Sorry, Ricky. Me and Mike had uh, the town meetings. Electric guitarist Tim on, who smokes more weed than most people I know, and we, you know, it's it's a good fun one. We date. We talk about a town meeting song. We get we we smoke a little bit. It's fun. But Russ does make a pop on appearance there. But then uh, after that, I think we're on Hitchhiker, or may, yeah. I think we might even have an episode in between if we can get an interview that Mike is talking about. We'll see. Right. Right. That'd be cool. Yeah. But uh, thanks be, for listening, that, everyone. I'm sorry. Happy Easter. I'm yeah, sorry. Thanks. All, all of us at the same time, please. That would be cool. Cool. Cool daddy. daddy. Cool daddy. Oh, is that going to be a thing now? <laughs> Probably. That's going to be our, that's going to be our sign off. Can we bring back old silver gold instead? <laughs> Mike, that's on you. You're the that's one. That's on you, buddy boy. Laps. Actually, old, you know what old silver old silver gold is kind of a cool daddy though, isn't he? No, he's not. <laughs> All right. Let's fucking end. He's shoot, a perverted shoot old, takes offense. He's a perverted old man. Yeah, you're right. Is. You're right. Oh. Oh, oh Jesus. Jesus. Jeez, what the uh, Are you taking weed over there? <laughs> All right. Sorry. All right, guys. All right. Thank you very okay, much cool for daddies. listening. Thank you, cool daddy. Bye. All right. That's it. All right, All right bye. Yeah. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.